This episode is brought to you by Smart Food Popcorn. Some decisions aren't the best, like skipping ahead in your favorite podcast. Think of all the banter you'll miss, the lore in the making. Luckily, Smart Food Popcorn is a no-brainer. Deliciously tasty and available in a variety of fun flavors. It's a smart decision every time. Smart Food. Add smart. To learn more, visit smartfood.com. If you're thinking, I should go for a run today, but it looks like it could rain, Sierra says save on epic rain jackets. If you're also thinking, but I can't go out in these beat-up old running shoes, Sierra says save on top brand running shoes. And if you're still thinking, but I'm also busy performing brain surgery, well, then we say, you really should have led with that. Sierra, let's get moving to your local store, like now. Go! Welcome to Guestimators, the game show where guesswork beats Google. Join me, Andy Bush, and a celebrity guestimator as we figure out what the British public think about the big questions facing society, like how many taste buds is too many? That's the standard of this quiz. Uh, this week, we're delighted to be joined by maths teacher, author, and broadcaster, the brilliant Bobby Seagull. Welcome. Thank you. I feel, I feel like I should get applause from the audience. We'll, we'll, we'll drop in some applause. <laughs> Let's tell people just about you, Bobby. Uh, Bobby shot to fame on University Challenge in 2017, uh, went on to appear on science and tech TV series Monkman and Seagull's Genius Guide to Britain and Channel 4 game show The Answer Trap. He also regularly releases maths challenges on Radio 4 and leads a course on money management at the Open University. Great to have you on. You're obviously a clever chap, Bobby. Uh, is this kind of quiz um, um, what would be described as maybe your kryptonite because you're trying to guess what the public think, not necessarily the right answer? Yes, yeah, traditional quizzes where they ask you to name uh, kings and queens, periodic yeah. table, Booker Prize winners. I think, yeah, those things. I revise. I'm constantly <laughs> watching quizzes. But here we're trying to get into the minds of the public. That is a different skill set. So to be honest, I'm, I'm glad because I feel as if quizzes always want to put themselves out of their comfort zone. I feel like this will, you know, at the, you know, I want to win. I'm here to win. I want that mug. I like it. I he want, wants the mug. He the wants mug. the mug. I want the mug. But at the very worst, or the least, I think I'm going to grow as a quizzer. And, and is, there a, <laughs> is there a kind of trick to being good at I You know, you get people who go from pub quiz to pub quiz and mm. they always win and all that kind of stuff and do well on, on game shows, etc. Is there a, Is there a trick to quizzing, being good at quizzing? So there are two. So there's like the the professional, almost like marginal gains approach, which I'm not a big fan of. It's the one where they will learn lists and they'll memorise it and they'll have apps on their phones and flashcards. Oh, wow. Or the sort of, I prefer the, oh, if you love learning about kings and queens, watch documentaries, go to museums, travel, see things. And I think that's a more 3D holistic way. But to be honest, the more efficient way is the sort of marginal gains, PED, Wikipedia, yeah. Um, creating spreadsheets, which, to be honest, for Universe Challenge, I did the sort of PD. Did you? I mean, there was, okay, with my team, I took them on museum trips. We did pub quizzes. You want to build a team spirit, but also we created an Excel spreadsheet with the 
past four or five years of questions and divvied up between the different teammates. And so, yeah. I love that. So, were you, were you the captain, though, right? Yes, Captain Seagull. Captain Seagull, what a cracking name. That you sound like you might be a seafarer. <laughs> oh, Captain Seagull, buzz for ten. On the high seas. <laughs> uh, the bit I find interesting about um, University Challenge is, uh, is it quite high pressure? It looks like it's quite high pressure when you're, when you're actually playing, is it? Yes, I think there's two parts to it. One is the actual physical element. You're in a studio, probably for most people the first time, as it was for me. There's the bright lights there, the cameras, you see the intimidating figure, yeah. or as it was Jeremy Paxman, now it's Amal Rajan. Um, and often people are friends and family in the audience, so you can sort of see them as grainy people, mum and dad waving, and you feel that pressure. But there's a second aspect of, you know that it's going to be on television on Monday night, and it still pulls in, what, two to three million people yes, per week? Yes, And it trends every Monday night on social media. So social media can be unforgiving. There's one incident where in my first round match, um, Paxman mentioned something about um, a Dickens book. And I actually read a lot of Dickens. And it sounded like, oh, it sounds like it's going to be David Copperfield. And I buzzed in and I was about to say David Copperfield. But just before I buzzed in, Paxman mentioned the name Dora. And I thought, Dora is a female name. David Copperfield is a male name. So I was scratching through my head thinking, oh, think of a, a, a Dickens book with a female lead character. And also there's Little Dorrit. Yeah. But... On the train to Manchester, where it's recorded, for some reason, I was singing Little Miss Muffet, sat on the tuffet, eating a curds away. And I combined, as, as one does, as you do on and the I train. combined the two to from Little Miss Dorrit, Little Dorrit and Little Miss Muffet, and I made the book up called Little Miss Dorrit. So I buzzed in early and made up a Dickens book, and Paxman's like, no, dear, no. And Twitter's like, remove this team from University Challenge. Uh, I like it. I, I, it sounds like a Mr. Man book. I think it, it should be made. Uh, the, what, the question I was going to ask is from a, you know, obviously I work in the world of radio and voiceovers yeah. and stuff like that. The guy that does the uh, Exeter, Jeffries, when he zooms in, is, is that live? It's live. So Roger Tilling, I think he's like six foot four. He's a man mountain and a brilliant voiceover artist because he's sitting there in the gallery. He's like a god. Yeah. And he... Just to sit there, and again, he changes the pacing. Like early on, you'll say, Emmanuel Seagull, uh, Wilson Monkman, but towards the end of the game, he's like, Emmanuel Seagull, Wilson Monkman. <laughs> so he's like a commentator in a football game. Guess the Bush, and he was, yeah. So he, it's, it's a real skill and an art. Amazing. Well, listen, uh, let's get straight into the quiz, Bobby, and recap how it works with our resident quiz guru, Matt Cutler, aka the Stat Man. Thank you, Bush, and welcome to the show, Bobby. So this is how Guestimators works. We've got a diverse sample of the British public representing a range of ages, backgrounds, demographics and interests. We call them the Guestination. Every week we ask them a series of questions with no correct answer, really quite absurd questions. Your job is to try and guesstimate what their most common answers were. It's as simple as that. Any questions before we start? What are the answers? Uh, <laughs> we are stupid enough to actually report for that. To be honest with you. We're ready to rock. Great. So this week's guesstimators is about remembrance, roast potatoes, and rotten smells. So our listeners have been playing this all week. Let's see how you and Bush fare. Three rounds of questions as ever, and I'll take your answers. So round one, we're going to be talking about potatoes. Mm. The guesstimation were asked to rank the best way to cook potatoes. To make it easier, we gave them six choices. Baked, boiled, chips, mashed, roasted, and wedges. I'll say that again. Bobby's making notes. Yeah. No, Baked, sure. boiled, chips, mashed, roasted, and wedges. And I want you to tell me, for the first three questions of round one, what were the three types of potatoes ranked highest in order? Okay. Ooh. So let's just, before we even get into this, Bobby, uh, in, in, in the world of potatoes, what, what is your approach? You, you make, you've got friends coming around, you're doing potatoes, <laughs> what, what are you cooking? So first thing I want to confess is, 
if friends are coming around, I'm not cooking for them. <laughs> so my meals are generally nutritious and healthy. Like you get your your carbohydrate, your veg, your your probably some sort of protein. But I mean, this is probably why I'm single. I can't invite anyone around and cook a meal for a lovely lady because it just wouldn't work. So for me, potatoes would be mashed because it's efficient. And you mash in some fish and veg, and you get this like gloopy. It's almost, do you remember the film The Matrix where they have yeah. this? Uh, here's the, the, they make this like porridge thing. Just everything the body needs, the proteins, and my food's like that. Right. Nutritious, <laughs> not disgusting. It doesn't taste horrible, but you're just not going to invite anyone round. So you you won't be appearing on Come Dine with Me anytime soon. Well, I think I'd make great banter because I, as a mathematician, I'd be like, oh, the ingredients is a two to one ratio, three hundred mils. So like it. in theory, I would be a great baker. Yeah, Baker, but it would be porridge for uh, <laughs> starter, main, and dessert. Exactly. So, obviously, the whole point of this quiz is thinking like the British public. Yeah. Um, what are you thinking then between, you know, baked potatoes, boiled potatoes, chips, mashed potatoes, oh. roasted potatoes, wedgies? Been a lot of chat about this on at Guestimators on our Instagram this week as well. What are you thinking? Oh, the thing is, the, the public. So, at work, I think a baked potato, like I teach part time in a school, a baked potato goes down right at work. You know, you, oh, yeah. you get in your. Was it um, tuna and cheese yeah. and baked beans? Is that, is that too many? No, no. I mean, I, I was saying the other day about the, the my patented posh jacket potatoes, okay. which is where you, you bake a potato, scoop the insides out, uh-huh. mix it with cheese and all that stuff you're okay. talking about, put it back in again. It's loaded. It's it's a hell of a creation. It's a that's a great. Try that. You get a lady over, Bobby. That, try that. That's it. So that's maybe what it is. that's where I'm failing. That's what it is. <laughs> I'm gonna get the round first place and then the potato. Um, so, but I think the the roast. There's something quite romantic about having a roast at the weekend. You know, the yeah. Monday to Friday we're slogging out with sandwiches and and sort of cold pastas from supermarkets. So I, I think roast for me feels as if. That's got to be the number one. Okay, so you're going to go top. We're saying top three here. So you're oh, going, top three. Oh, top three. You're going roast. Okay. And then in that light, I still think the baked the baked potato, it's it's humble, but it sort of does its job. And it's, it's versatile. I like I like you giving personalities to different potatoes. This is good. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a versatile one. So I'll give the baked. Now, the third one, I'm trying to process of elimination. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure. So I'm going to, I'm going to rule out boil because I, come on, come on, public. Even for myself. <laughs> Boyle just feels like unimaginative. Boyle feels like a tax inspector. Yeah. Sorry, tax inspectors. I'm sure you've got great personalities. Do not complain to us. I've never heard boiled potatoes <laughs> described like that before. But, it, but yeah, boiled potatoes has got, um, I don't know, prison vibes. It does, it does. I, I'm busting my tray, a plastic but tray. But if you're someone that's training for a big sporting event, you might want to like True. get that prison vibe feel. But <laughs> we're, we're not, not unguestimated. Wedges are fun, but it feels as if they're too esoteric. It's like a... It's like a, a friend that it's like fun Bobby from Friends, you know. Maybe right. he needs a bit of drink and some barbecue sauce. And I'm I'm, I'm not going to go for wedges. So for me now, it's down to what have I got left? I've got mashed and is, that, is it just mashed? Mashed and chips. <sighs> chips. Oh, this is a tough one. I think chips are too ubiquitous for people to say it's the best. I had actually a Mackey D's chips last night. Oh, I, went, I went for like a, a Thai meal. And then I went to Mackie D's to finish it off with a, some, a large fries and a McFlurry, removing all the chocolate, just a pure McFlurry. Amazing. So you had chips on the way home from a Thai meal. I did. Um, you, you are living the dream, Bobby. <laughs> so we're looking those three then for you, the top three. Just recap so, so, it. So number one is roast. Number two is baked. And number three, I'm going to go for mashed. Mashed potato. I'm going to go baked potatoes in honour of Andy Bush's posh of course, uh, loaded uh, jacket potatoes. Can't stop talking about it. I can't, I can't stop going on about it. Uh, chips at number two, and I'll go mashed potato for number three. Statman Matt. 
Lovely. Locked in. Uh, it's worth saying, I'll, I'm a generous guy, so I'm going to give you a half a point if you say the right potato bit in the wrong ranking. Ooh. So Ooh. We'll He's go. good like that. Yeah. He is good like that. To that. Right, so question four in this round. It's a question for the ages. What's more? What was more popular, baked potatoes or wedges? Now, you just described uh, wedges as... Uh, wedges as you, is it ubiquitous? Esoteric. That's esoteric, what you call wed- wedges. McCain's esoteric <laughs> potato wedges. So it would be a lot of things. I could do a hedging my bets. Okay. And and switch. That would be the tactical thing to do if I want to win. Or I could go all in, increase the risk of correlation. Was it correlation risk in banking in my banking days? I learned about that. <laughs> so I'm gonna st- I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna say still baked. Yeah, is I, it higher? I'm going to agree uh, with Bobby there. I'm going to go baked as well. The, the British public love a baked potato. There's no two ways about it. Although I went to a cafe the other day uh-huh. for jacket potato with uh, beans and cheese, uh-huh. a classic. And do you know what they did? They put the, this is so weird, they put the cheese on first and the beans on top. What kind of psychopath does the, 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 that? The, have you reported them? Well, I, I, it's the second time it's happened on the trot now. So uh, I feel like I need time. to go back in and book a meeting with the, uh, <laughs> the guy that runs it. Uh, but there you go. We're going to go baked potatoes for most popular stat man. Lovely. Okay, and the last question on this round, there was one person on the guest nation who ranked roast potatoes worst. I want you to tell me <laughs> what they ranked best. Oh, this is a good one. So someone that's clearly a psychopath, <laughs> get into yeah. the mind of Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. If they were picking... <clears throat> see, roast potato laughed. Maybe this person had a really sad childhood. So maybe maybe this could be extenuating. So as a teacher, I've got technology circumstances might exist. Yeah. So if someone hated roast or could they just be a bit controversial and still go for something baked or they're going to be a bit well maybe they've had like bad they've they've, they've grown up having bad roasts yeah. because I remember my, my granddad on my dad's side used to always uh, habitually undercook like oven chips uh-huh. when we used to go around there for a roast so they might have they may have it's kind of heartbreaking they maybe never had good uh-huh. roast potato Dear, sorry dear listener <laughs> uh, so I'm trying to think so is it they don't they have an object they have a objection against the like the, the physical shape of the potato in which case yeah. they'd want to mash it up or are they just like could be a Mackie D's fries kind of guy I'm going to go for chips they might just like picking at there yeah well I mean going with your logic I'm going to go with um, mashed potato if they don't like a solid they want to yeah they don't want a solid uh, roast potato maybe they just like a bit of mash eat it with a spoon who cares <laughs> there you go locked in locked in well I am privileged to uh, be able to actually we can hear from the person on the guest nation who picked oh. roast potatoes last and here is this the, the person Bobby called a psychopath this is the person I'm Bobby sorry a uh, the, 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 the nicest psychopath one could ever wish to meet well you can you can, you can, rejudge, <laughs> you can rejudge after you've heard this so uh, let's listen Hello, I'm Amy. I was born and raised in Bath. And yes, I did put roast potatoes last. uh, And that's because they can tend to cause arguments uh, within families. Um, For example, Hairbrush Gate, where one of my sisters famously threw a hairbrush at the other sister uh, because, well, basically she took too many roast potatoes. Wow. Hairbrush Gate. So, I mean, she gives us a little insight into her... um... Dickensian uh, uh, family life there a little bit, but um, the, the roast potatoes cause arguments. That was her reasoning behind it. Who'd have thought it, Bobby? It's I find that quite upsetting. That such a powerful, poignant use of the potato, yeah, has been grievously 
harming someone's life. It's families, though, isn't it? It's maybe families. maybe it's that one time of the yeah. uh, of the week where they have to sit down. Because I remember I used to moan quite a lot with our, with my parents about uh-huh. sitting around the table. Yeah, parents always want you to sit around the table and chat. But like as a as a kid or a teen, you're like, I'm not you not want to talk to f- you. Finish it and go off and play yeah, FIFA or exactly. watch your telly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So maybe it's a bit of that. Maybe it's a bit of that. But it's an interesting insight into Amy's life. So. Uh, uh, Amy, lovely to meet you. Thank you for coming on the quiz. Uh, and that's us locked in, I think, Statman. Great. So the results are in. Um, Bush, you took that um, round narrowly 3 2. Oh, that's so okay. Here the are chaos the theory prevails. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the, the top three chosen types of potatoes in order one was roasted. Okay. Bobby, you got that right. Two was chips, oh, which Bush, you got in second yeah. position, right? Yeah. And third was mashed, which you both got correct. So it was two out of three. For you both, on uh, on that on that question, I think roast potatoes. You know, there's probably like the nostalgia around mm. Sunday dinners and Christmas dinners. So I think people, obviously, apart from Amy, obviously, <laughs> but uh, have some some good um, connections to. Uh, to were roast they aware? Potatoes. Were they aware? Made aware of my uh, posh jacket potatoes during the the actual quiz when it arrived in people's inboxes, Max? I feel like I'm at a disadvantage there because if I'd have got the chance to talk it, them through it, it would have been. It would have been, but it's good that Bobby's acknowledged. Like, that you know as the well. campaign for real ale, the campaign for real potatoes. Let, I'll get, starting get, it. Get that as, a, as like an easy <laughs> to say word. And I'm going to do it. Hold on, let me work it out. Campaign for real? Is that like crap? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't be uh, launching that campaign anytime soon. The question, question four on this, the uh, the age old battle of the ages, baked versus wedges. Actually, wedges came out on top, so no. you, you uh, yeah, you both oh. went for the wrong one there. That's, that's surprising. And yeah. Amy went for mashed best, and that's Bush where you picked up your extra oh, points. So my, you gave you the logic. My logic I know. Yeah, because, I did. Oh, that's 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 brutal. Because you you were working down that path towards what I thought was going to be your answer to be mashed. That was my fir- that was my first thought, and I, and I have been listening to previous episodes. Often you should go for your first instinct. And my first instinct was mash, yeah. but then I talked myself out of it. It's the, what we call the uh, the Gedroich paradox. <laughs> yes. Where you can uh, have an an initial correct theory and then work away from it. So. Uh, oh. A learning process there in round one. Uh, Before we get into round two, a quick reminder that uh, if you want to play Guestimators, all you need to do is sign up at guestimators.com. The weekly Guestimators quiz will then land in your email inbox on Monday morning. So if you're working from home, do that thing where you log in at 8am, pretend to be actually working, but just do the quiz in your pants. It really is as simple as that. Uh, so register now and see whether you can top the weekly quiz charts. All our historic quizzes are there too if you're listening to the podcast Out of Sync. Statman Matt, back over to you for round two. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. If you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. At participating McDonald's. Thanks, Bush. So round two, um, we're going to go a bit dark. and We're going to be talking about dying. Oh, dear. Sorry to, uh, to uh, dampen like the mood. Sounds like you're describing my meals. <laughs> <laughs> You've just eaten round at Bobby's house. <laughs> so the destination were asked the minimum amount of people they'd be happy with attending their own funeral. 
And for question one in this round, I want you to tell me what the, what was the most common answer given? Before we get to the public, uh, Bobby, if you don't mind me asking, what kind of send-off do you want uh, when, when push comes to shove? I'm thinking the London Stadium. In fact, no, I'm going to ask West Ham to rebuild Upton Park. I know right. there are flats there, but demolish all those flats, rebuild it exactly how it was. Um, 36,000 people all singing my name out. Seagull, 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 as they send the box, send me. So you're a massive West Ham fan. Oh. It was weird that you should mention the whole uh, ashes being scattered football pitch yeah. thing because uh, the guy I do the uh, radio show with uh, on Absolute Radio, Richie, is a huge Arsenal fan. Uh-huh. And, and we were looking at the old Highbury Stadium that's been made into a block of flats yes. now. But they have to keep the grass bit in the middle because obviously loads of people have had their ashes scattered on there. Now, isn't that kind of weird that if you, you get your ashes scattered on a football pitch thing and you're going to you know, inhabit this kind of pantheon of great mm. football entertainment and then suddenly your ghost might be walking around amongst a block of flats a little bit disappointing isn't it it'd be cutting like you know surely there's like national heritage laws against surely against yeah, against the natural order of law so do you prefer um you prefer old upton park than yeah so my family has season tickets at west ham for like the past couple of decades um upton park i know as a business you need to go to a larger stadium more commercial but the romantic notion of the old school pitch um but even like my my dad's got back garden when they were demolishing the old upton park we managed to get some of the old turf. So my dad's back garden has some Upton Park oh, turf there. It's got the DNA of it Upton does. Park. It does, and probably someone's ashes as well. I imagine that, a couple <laughs> of ghosts walking around there. So let's get back to the public and then Ooh. their funerals. What, what, what are we thinking here? What's the, the, the most common answer, do you think? This is a tough one because, again, as a math- mathematician, a maths teacher, obviously there's a distribution of answers, but we're not looking for a distribution. We're not looking for like a range. We're looking for one. So a couple of quirky people could disrupt the the stats here yes so but I'm, try- I'm still trying to think within reason so like I think ten to twenty I'm gonna go for sort of a common number this is the mi- the minimum the minimum, minimum of people I'm gonna say ten okay saying ten um, I'm gonna say, I think the people the public would aim higher I'm gonna say they want at least thirty odd they want at least thirty at the funeral Gosh, uh, locking it in locking it in Gosh, I feel I feel not as confident now. That you, you, you said that with authority. Get the mashed potato thing out of your head. Bob. <laughs> I know, I know. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Great. So question two on this round. I want you to tell me whether the majority of people said a single number, a double, sorry, a single figure number, a double figure number, or a triple figure number. So was Ooh. the most, did the most people say 0 to 9? 10 to 99 or 100 to 999 i've just explained uh, (laughs) figures to you Um. so i'm not i'm not that far behind i need to to sort of go for the opposite yet okay because if i was like trading i needed a last minute winner top corner kind of worldy i'd go for one of the extremes but i'm still gonna i think double figures sounds sensible yeah it ain't gonna be triple figures i mean anyone wanting a minimum amount of triple figure (laughs) people is got big ideas about themselves so i'm gonna go double as well actually it's got to be double Great. Locked in. Lovely. And the last question on this round, who wanted more, under 30s or over 60s? So kids versus the OAPs. Who wanted more people at their funeral? It's a tough one. Again, I like this. You can try logically try and come up with an answer that sounds sensible and ridiculous in the, in the end. But I think if you're a young person, in theory, most of your friends are still around. Yes. So logically, you'd be upset if not many people turned up if you passed away at 30. That's a good, that's a good way of looking at it, actually. And all the people... You sort of want to out, outlive your friends, maybe? So maybe not many around. <laughs> the big race on Facebook to see if they're still going. Oh, God, yeah. What, what do you do when people pass away on Facebook? I think they do something now where they... They memorialise. I think they do, yeah. They can do that. I think they put a, uh, a slight sepia tint on your photo. Oh, and, the, okay. and that 
piano bit when you have an East End, a sad EastEnders episode. Okay, one of those. That's what I want, anyway. <laughs> but, um, I, you know, there's the vanity of, of younger people as well. I always think when you're young, it's all about friends and, and being seen doing things with groups of friends. But I think as you get older, you just want a bit of time on your own, just want a bit of peace. So maybe... Maybe the younger. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go younger. I, I, the under 30s definitely want more people yeah. with them. I'm, you, you with that, Bobby? You I, I think we're, we're, we're handshaking. We're handshaking on that one. Oh gosh, there's only one, one distinction between us, the first one. We're neck and neck. We're neck and neck. <laughs> so the answers are in. You both got two out of three on that round. Um, oh, yeah, good. Okay. Which the, one do we get wrong? That's the question. You both got the first one wrong, and I think, Bobby, you'll like this. The, actually, the, the most common answer was exactly in between the two that you said it was oh. 20. Oh, and so. I was wavering between 10 or 20, wasn't I? Oh, nearly there. Yeah. Oh. So what's that called? The wisdom, wisdom of crowds Wisdom thing. of crowds, yeah. yeah really so you is. ask everyone and you take the average. Oh, right. I didn't so even can, know that. Yeah. yeah like, for example, if you have a jar of sweets, you know there's competitions like, oh, if you guess the number of sweets, you win the jar. If you are going to ask one person or five people, they won't get it right. But if you ask a, a thousand people, the average pretty much bangs on. And again, it's one of those things where it, I guess there's the wisdom of oh, wow. getting many people's opinions that you know, the extremes would be high, but on average, it'll congregate towards the middle. I like that. I've never even heard of that before. I'm going to use that theory it, in my day. It doesn't work life. for democracy, though, sadly. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, and double figures was the correct answer. And yeah, kids. In fact, the average, um, so the average mean for kids was 39 whereas for the uh, over 60s it was 30 oh interesting very interesting i just want to say as a footnote to this that um my auntie when her dog passed away had it made into a jumper which is quite nice like the fur oh she should wear her dog walking around but you can get stuff can't you get your loved ones made into crystals these days yeah so they can follow you around you know all the time mystic meg (laughs) mum dad what do you reckon the swords three to one <laughs> Santa's little helper that's brilliant dance you know think about this for when you pass on make plans you can be a crystal ball on someone's mantelpiece and still have your say on family make situation. Mom, mum's hair into a jumper dad a little crystal sequence <laughs> you can have mum and dad everywhere you go mum and dad are with me right now <laughs> and not just in spirit uh, there you go that's round two in the bag so how are we looking at scores so far uh, Statman Matt just before we uh, get Head into the next section. Bush, you're on a, you're on five, and Bobby, you're on four. So it's pr- it's pretty yeah. tight. Um, Bush, I, this is by far your best score today. Thank you, thank you very much. And I mean, insp- I, the thing is, what I do is I tend to uplift people. I yes. notice that generally. You're, you're making and me also, a better I'm person. I'm auditing Statman Matt as well. Oh, I'm yeah. auditing the scores. <laughs> I'm genuinely. He is writing down on the corner of his. It's so interesting to see people's score pads because obviously um, Mel Gedroich was, was just like chaos written <laughs> down there. Maddie made no uh, uh, notes whatsoever, <laughs> uh, but uh, Bobby is diligently making a no- notes in you. I imagine he might sketch you a little bit like in that movie Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Bobby, you're an incredibly busy chap. Lots of stuff going on. What 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 is uh, on the horizon for you at the moment? What's your next project that you're Ooh. working on? So um, obviously, I, I t- teach part time in a secondary school. How is that? How is it? How is teaching? It's it's actually I love it. So I, I spent the first seven years of my career, in my twenties, working in, in banking. Right. I used to be a trader at Lehman Brothers, and anyone who's a bit older will know that's not a good choice a bank to have made. <laughs> September the fifteenth, two thousand and eight, some sort of collapse happened. You know, we won't pretend it's responsible for eight, ten years of austerity. Well, the government blames it for that. And then I was a trader at a bank called Nomura, a Japanese bank, and then I was a chartered accountant at PwC. And I got Indian parents. They were like a pecking order. If son or daughter is a doctor, you're like. You are the kingpin, doctor. Then it's like lawyer, then engineer. But accountant's fairly high up. So like, yeah. my dad's like not too embarrassed about his son who's a chartered accountant. Uh, but then at 30, I changed careers to become a teacher. 
Um, wow. So, and then also you had that university challenge. So, like, I still I used to be head of department, but now that's much more challenging with all, again, coming on podcasts like yours. I need to create time. Yeah. The public need to hear my view on the favourite type of potato you would take to a funeral. It's a calling. It, it's a calling. But what's kind of on the horizon then, Bobby? So, obviously, carrying on doing television, reality television, like I was on Netflix, Indian matchmaking. I won Celebrity Hunted this year. Oh. Um, and I was on a BBC show called Pilgrimage. So, more of that sort of stuff. But... I'm now trying to get more into my writing. So I published a couple of books, but there's two books I'm writing. One is almost like a graphic novel for children about money, but it's quite fun. It sounds, oh, money, graphic novel sounds dull, but it's going to be like a fictional Bobby yep. that travels through time looking at key money instances. So he ends up in the 1920s Wall Street crash and maybe the Bitcoin crash or the tulip mania in the Netherlands. And he just sees lots of big events in money and economic history and tries to understand things and then gets in this time machine and disappears. So that's the, the graphic novel. And then the other fiction one a crime fiction book murder by numbers set probably in cambridge wow. there's a mathematical fiend who's going around murdering people and leaving clues about where the next murder will be who it will be but because they're such an arrogant mathematical genius they think no one can solve it but people might so i'm writing those couple of books and then i think on my social medias all the twitter instagram tiktok facebook youtube at bobby underscore seagull i'll probably ask people for Thoughts because I'm quite good at like I'm quite a collaborative writer. Like I'll yeah. ask people, ah, where would be a good place for a murder? Where would be a good financial incident? So I will, I will. It's like it's like almost like the Bob, not the guest nation, the Bobby nation, Bobby. the Bobby, Bobby nation. nation. I'll ask them the Bobby nation. I would say overall, asking people on Twitter where is a good place to do a murder is probably a bit of a red flag. <laughs> Tagging at Met Police, <laughs> good place in Cambridge, might get away with it. Please, at least he got permission. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let's get into the third and final round then, Statman. Thanks, Bush. So round three is all about personal hygiene. So Guest Matters does take us in a few different directions. So the Guest Nation was asked how many days they could go without washing before they thought they'd smell, and I quote, appalling. Appalling. Appalling, Appalling. that's the key word here. So I want you to tell me for question one in this round, what was the most common answer, number of days? I I think it's appalling if someone has orange and milk at the same time. So it depends on what you think is appalling. (laughs) Appalling. So, what? Are you quite sensitive to you know if you smell stuff on a train or a bus or something? Yeah, you can't, I'm it's, quite bad like that. And also, like in my family, we're one of four boys, um, and all of us are very academic. But none of us became a doctor because all of us are a bit like squeamish about things. So like if I eyes. smell odors, like I'm actually also maybe I was actually googling about how many times is it sensible for an individual to wash, and you're not meant to really wash. To, I, I'm a morning and night showerer. Are you double yeah. showering? When I mention this on dates, sometimes some of them are a bit like. Thing is, you know, it's weird. My life is now: I teach, do my media stuff, and I date. That's literally. I was with my again. I was at the Thai restaurant with my brother last night and his girlfriend, and I was just on Bumble and Hinge. Um, and they're like, "Bob, do you do anything else?" I'm like, "I've got to like, I've got to multitask." I was talking to them, yeah. And my showering habits, I think, I'm not going to mention on dates anymore because a few of them are like, right. "Like, would you shower before bed?" Yeah, always shower before bed. They're like, so you're going to ruin that moment. I'm like. I don't know about that. I've never considered that. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So but, I feel like it's a trap question, it that, is isn't a, it? Do you know what I mean? Question. But I like the idea of a morning shower, nighttime yeah, shower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wash away London smog. Yeah, because it makes you feel kind of grimy. <laughs> Bumble and Hinge sounds like a cracking detective series. Oh, gosh, well, it is, it? yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so let's go back to the question then here. Uh, most common answer um, in terms of how long they could go. What, what are you <sighs> thinking, Bobby? So, again, this is like the gut instinct versus where I feel. It's like seven days feels like a nice number. It's like a week. If someone's like... 
you know, they're they're having their coffee, they're wearing their the jumper with their mum and dad hair, mum's <laughs> hair and dad's diamond or crystal, and they're about they're sitting in their pants about doing their Monday email, and they're responding to the guesstimator survey. They might think, ah, oh, let's just put five or seven. Okay, I'm gonna hit. I'm going to hit five because it's Monday to Friday. Five. Five. So for someone who, who showers twice a day, five for you would be appalling as far as you're Although for me imagine? personally, I think... I reckon I could stretch a weekend. So I reckon I could get to three. Wow. But th- how, yeah. Three. I'm going to go two weeks. Ooh. I reckon uh, just in terms of... I've seen some of the people who've got in touch on Twitter about guesstimators. <laughs> oh, God. And I, I just... I, they've got a little glint in their eye. And you mentioned Mavericks. They're Mavericks, these people. So I'm going to say two weeks, most common answer. Oof. There you Locking go. it in. So we've got, th- you say five days? Five days. Five days, two Ooh, weeks. Five days, right. two weeks. Um, next question here. So who said a longer amount of days on average? Was it men or women? Oh. Sure, I mean, I, I teach students, and I feel like the, the boys generally are a bit, a bit muckier. And <laughs> I, I, I'm going to agree with that, yeah. I think it's hard to, again, it's one of those where if I want to get the point, I might need to gamble. Yeah. And go for, oh, because if, if again, statistically, the chance of either of us getting that number of days correct, I feel is unlikely. If you said 13, I definitely feel you'd have got it. But two weeks is a good answer. Uh-huh. But imagine neither of us get anything for that. It comes down to this. It, it's all riding on this. I, I mean, I, I'm just to throw my hand in the <laughs> ring on this. I've got a teenage daughter. Okay. okay and she, you always think girls are, are, are cleaner and everything than boys. But yeah. her room is an absolute abomination. So there could be could be women girls uh, going for for staying longer on this possibly uh, I, I think I, I also want to keep the gap small I don't want you to push away by two I'm going to stick with the, the men I'll go with the women just to keep oh, it different you, you might have just given me a way back into that mug <laughs> <laughs> you want to give away these mugs are they deficient or something <laughs> yeah we've got 2,000 out the back okay that's locked in right and so we have a tiebreaker I'm not going to say at this moment whether we need it or not but I'm going to ask it to you both anyway Ooh tiebreaker on this was what was the highest answer given by someone on the guestination as to how many <laughs> days they could go before oh, they smelt appalling the outlier at the top outlier so there's always again i've listened to your podcast um and people go for extreme answers they do there's, very, there's a lot of extremes on this but on like this what's show. a sensible extreme like, that's a good point so one year is like an outrageous that, they should be like that that's a war crime like that's, that's captivity that is captivity that's Isn't like it? Expelled to Mars. Um, <laughs> oh, one year. Okay, I, I, I have faith in the destination. I think going for one year. One year. Three, six, five. Six. Appalling. Imagine appalling. you sit there and you're just static and you're working from home and you get everything delivered. You don't need to move anywhere. Oh, so there's no sweat going on. Yeah, exactly. Minimal. Um, I'm going to go I'm gonna go for three months, even though the, the destination are... Um, quite a bunch of uh, reprobates <laughs> as we've seen I, I think they make them recoil and horror the idea of a year so I'm going I'm to say three months is the highest can I take 90 days is that is that alright let's call it 90 days 90 days thank you for that is thank that like you. a consumer refund like number of periods? <laughs> it is you can return your partner back 90 days if 90 days if, if they haven't cleaned in 90 days <laughs> bring them back and we'll change it no questions asked. just keep the receipt yeah Great, so well, I've got a bit of tension here, which is uh, which is always nice on guesstimators. So you both tied this week with five. Oh, so the wow. most common answer was actually three days. Oh, three so my days. initial yeah. Uh, so this is like the the Gedroich paradox. The Gedroich paradox. paradox. 
uh, every time people why do people out think maybe we need to get Mel back on well I mean this is it I, I think this is a very important learning to mm. like you know this is a, an aspirational lifestyle uh, podcast as well just go with your gut instinct go with your gut don't outthink it maybe that's your mean? t-shirt go with your gut go with your gut yeah. that's what it is in, yeah in our store next Christmas yeah um, it was men who said a longer number of days oh, so yeah. Bobby you got that and on the tie break Bush you take it the highest answer was 40 Oh, it's 40. So, our, um, they're not quite as scummy as the. <laughs> <laughs> you were making up, Bobby. Um, so, yeah, Bush tied with five, but Bush just takes it on the tie break. Although, Bobby, five out of ten, does put you at the top of our celebrity leaderboard. Top of the celebrity leaderboard. What but about I still that? lose. That's, that, what is that? Like an honourable. Defeat with, with honour. So, is that like I'm playing like where it's like Klitschko versus Fury? <laughs> And I lose on points, but everyone else gets like battered. Yeah, you're like you're like the people's champion. People's champion. <laughs> yes. Or can I go around to their houses? Do I have permission to go and nick their mugs? Well, does does Bobby get a mug? I mean, he he surely gets a mug, doesn't he? For he's been fantastic in this quiz. Bobby does indeed get a mug. I am going to use this with pride. This could be the clincher, though. Imagine you're you know, dating wise, looking for that uh, icebreaker, make someone a cup of tea in that. In that. What's this all about, Bobby? Next and there's a mashed there. potato inside there's it. There's mashed potato in there with a yeah. spoon. And it's like a number of days, a number of people, all the guests for my funeral inside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All <laughs> planned. It's all it's all linking together, isn't it? Mm. Um, well, listen, how do you feel about your score? How do you feel about topping the leaderboard, Bobby? I feel like that's... that Because, again, sometimes people get bogged down in details. Like losing a game here and there, it doesn't matter. It's like, when you look at the league table, the league table does not lie. I'm looking at that. One game, it's fine. One off, you know could be like you know this could be my equivalent of a cold wintry night in stoke on a tuesday night i like it i like it whereas look at the league table that does not lie as an everton fan thanks so much for mentioning the league table <laughs> a number of places during this podcast uh, and what have you learned about the british public because you've been trying to get into their minds during the course of the quiz bobby one final they're thing. not quite as retrobate as i assumed they were good like, point i was thinking like one year for cleanliness or uncleanliness so i think give them more credit yeah, but but the thing is, we need some sort of marker for their destination. So if I see them in in public, you can like little nod. They need uh, some sort of they need some sort of like code word or a tattoo or some sort of a badge, sign. even a badge, a badge, a brooch, a brooch. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking contact lenses, but with you know the guesstimators. That that could be the next thing. Uh, watch out for the merch. It's it's a serious thing. Uh, thank you for listening. Thank you to our celebrity guest, the brilliant Bobby Seagull. Make sure you listen right to the end of this podcast to hear Statman Matt reveal who topped the leaderboard this week and what their score was. It could be you. You can find us at Guestimators on Twitter and Instagram. Come and say hi. And remember to register guestimators.com to play the quiz itself. And get your voice notes to us, like Amy and her strange thing about roast potatoes, 07457 That's 07457 The link is in our Twitter bio as well. Uh, you have been listening to Guestimators. We will see you next time. Exciting news, Guestimators, as we had our first ever 9 out of 10 scores this week. Two people, in fact, achieved that, but it was Tim Vanderpump who came closest to the tiebreaker question, guesstimating 30 for the highest number of days a person on the guest nation thought they could go before smelling appalling. So it was only 10 days off. The only question Tim didn't manage to get was question four on round one. Tim said baked potatoes ranked higher than wedges with the guest nation, when in fact, 
as you heard on the podcast, wedges one out on that spud showdown. Tim, check your post box for your limited edition guesstimators tote bag, which will be with you very soon. For those of you who submitted answers this week, look out for your marked quiz sheet, which will have been emailed to you. You'll also be able to find the top 10 scores from this week listed on guesstimators.com. That's all for now. See you next time. (music) 